0: I am ready. Okay. Go. The blue button. Afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the It's a Wrap with Reggie and Sam podcast. I'm uh, your co host, and this is my brother from Another Mother, Mr. Reginald Rutledge. Reginald, how's it going?
1: Fantastic, Brother Sam. How are you today, sir? I
0: am I am excited as well, but I'm uh, two parts. Well, I'm glad to see you because I haven't seen you all week. I know you had some surgery going on with your eye, and hope all well with that.
1: And I want to say everyone looks so much better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Even the ugly people. <laughs> it's a blessing. Thank you, sir. Even the blessing. But we are, one other reason why I'm super excited is to have my friend and uh, co worker in the building with us today. Uh, it's always exciting to have an in studio guest. Uh, this is a guy that uh, I've been working with for a little while. Uh, we've, we've got a very good friendship, and we've shared some stuff. and And one of these guys, I'm so proud of him. He's one of these uh, people that are real about what he does, uh, and, he, and he doesn't take a day off from from doing what it is that he does. And I'm gonna let him tell you a little bit of him. But if, uh, he's my friend, uh, and I'm glad, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, Chris, I do consider you a really good friend. You know, you know, uh, my friend, Mr. Chris Appleton. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sam. Uh, Reggie, good to be here. Thank you both for
2: uh, for uh, allowing me to do this. Super grateful. Um, you know, it's 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 an amazing thing when you build friendships,
0: and and I, I consider you both good friends. So thank, thanks for letting me be here. Yes, sir. Same A- here. A- absolutely. I mean, uh, and and, and I was ours one thing I like about it, I was is an organic friendship. You see what I'm saying? It, it, it didn't come with any. well, I'm gonna be friends with him because he's got this. I'm gonna be friends with him because it we it, it grew because we just got to know got to know one another, and we were able to share stuff that you know uh, that I couldn't share with that that probably you can share with people that you've known all your life. But because of the genuineosity, I guess we don't know if that's a word or not. But uh, our friendship, but that's why I continue to grow, and and it's one that I value and, and treasure. And, and so I've just felt like when I asked you to do this. And, and your enthusiasm was another thing that got me excited about, too, because a lot of times I ask somebody to come on, you know, who could really add something to the conversation that me and Reggie. Like, like I said, me and Reggie got two different views, but it's not like having the view from somebody who's actually been in the trenches, you know, which is the difference between empathy and sympathy is what people don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody who's actually been through it. And, and, and like I said, uh, I'm a religious guy when I tell people that I'm very more spiritual than I am religious. But when I see how you are doing what you're doing, and, and a couple of other people, and I'm not gonna mention names because I didn't tell them that I would, I, you know, because I like people respect their privacy. But it looks at it and it lets me know that uh, the strength of my God, the God that I serve, and and I and I don't and I don't, really don't know this because like I've never been addicted to anything. But I I can't say my experience uh, was is that I dated someone that was um, addicted to a drug. And I'm not gonna be specific in that, uh, and to see what they were going through. And to see what they wanted to do, as opposed to what they could do in that daily struggle, I got a new insight for. It. So when I meet someone like Chris, who's actually doing it, you know, and I understand, I you got know, nothing but respect and love for you for what it is that you're doing. And that was one of the things we wanted to talk about today. Uh, you know, what it what what gives you the strength and the drive to do what you do every day? Uh, because one of the things uh. And 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 like I said, when I was dating the person that was in there, and you know, we would go to meetings and uh, we would go to counseling and stuff like that. And and one moniker that the counselor was always telling you, you will be, you have to accept the fact that you're going to be a recovering addict for the rest of your life. And that's that's no mild, that's no small task to to embrace that and 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 do what you do every day, Chris. I, I, like I said, my hats off to you. So could you speak to something like that? Yeah, you
2: know, it's. It, it it opened my eyes not only like the the disease of addiction and the just the nature and and the things that come along with it, but uh, entering in recovery opened my world up and it it really did it opened it up to new possibilities and and to and to work a, a program of recovery and to move forward in life. Um it's an it's an everyday battle, it's an everyday struggle. Um I'm fortunate that I have a really good network of people who love and care for me and 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 genuinely want the best for me. Uh but I know a lot of people who struggle coming in and out and you know it's it's one of those things. It's life on life's terms. It hits you when you're down. And um I'm I'm super grateful to be able to to be in the position I am to to make my future a little bit better. Um, and and to try to make amends for the things that I did in the past, and I think that's that's probably one of the, the like the cornerstones sto- of of my program is being able to to see the person that I used to be and want to be the person that I know I can grow into.
0: Wow, that's powerful. Because um, I, don't, I don't know what you could call this, but I got this thing that I always like to tell people when I'm talking to them and I'm counseling. Uh, counseling them, not, I know I'm not a life coach or anything like that, but people, I do tend to have a conversation with people about things that are going on in their lives, and I try to give them this uh, analogy. I tell them we are born two people, the person that we are and the person that we could be, and one day those two people will meet and it will make for an exceptional human being because of the possibilities that the person that you could be are endless, and they're not limited to the person that you are, and that's something that I always tell people when they when I when I talk to them about you know they're struggling with this or they want to do better uh, because we all need that positive uh, energy, that positive boost, that positive energy coming from somebody else, you know, and again, it, it matters when it comes from somebody that you know somebody who genuinely cares, and and I don't know, you know, being a counselor, sometimes, you know, you can be, you can do it so long and you can become somewhat insensitive or jaded, I guess that's the word I want because, to use. Yeah. you. become jaded, so yeah. to speak, because everybody starts to look alike and, and and I think it's it's still. I think you have to still touch somebody. You have to meet somebody where they live with, with their situation. And I and I think that's one of the things that that grows up goes with, with about helping them. And uh, one of the things that uh, I like about Chris is that um, he he's proud to tell you about his struggle, and he should be proud of it because the one thing I do notice about you, Chris, is you got a sense of responsibility about things around you. I mean. Uh, I mean, like your your job, how you do your job, uh, your finances, uh, how you how you you know. I set a goal. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, uh, and you do that, and you stay on that task, and you don't let anything deter you. And I know every day's not roses for you, but you would never know it by the way that you carry yourself. And and, and, and again, I look at the strength that that it takes to do that. And again, brother, I admire you for that.
2: Yeah. It. Thank you so much. You know. I wouldn't be the person i am today with without the struggles without the hardships um you know without without the people around me that that i love and i care for you know those those things to live life on life's terms man it 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 can get hard and you know you got to build that grit you got to build that resilience otherwise life's gonna smack you in the mouth and uh, you know if you don't have tools to deal with life and that's that's the biggest thing i never had growing up yeah. and, and coming in into recovery was like i never had the tools to deal with life and, and i think that you know now like gaining some like yeah. my my life is Im- immensely better than what it used to be It's nowhere near where i want it but i can i have the opportunity to grow and to and to move into those opportunity like into those places that i want to be and, you know, for, for the longest time, not having those tools, it's, it's purely out of self-will and it's not God's will and, and the, greater, the greater good of the people around me. And, you know, people struggle with that.
0: Yeah. And one of the things I wanted to ask you was about uh, how important is it to believe in a higher power in your, in your journey? Because I, I don't, me myself, Chris, I don't like to call it a struggle. I like to call it a journey. Yeah. For for for, I, for for some reason, because I don't see you struggling, I see you striving, which which leads me to say journey instead of struggle. Sort of like with my son Xavier with the with the autism, I like to call it a journey, uh, which is the other podcast. Yes, I'm I'm shamelessly plugging myself my other podcast. But anyway, that's what I I, I, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I I call it a journey is what you're saying, and he's been on that journey for like 28 years. But because to call it a struggle will put a different perspective on it for someone who's who's looking. You see what's in mm-hmm. because nobody oh, yeah. wants to struggle, yeah. right? And that's why I say journey the journey that you're on. Uh, how important is it to believe in a higher power? Because mm-hmm. in, in, in Xavier's case, it's extremely important that I do uh, mm-hmm. that. I do believe in a higher power and believe deeply in a higher power. How important is that in your journey?
2: You know, it's it's one of those things that like higher power. Go to your Facebook um, page. I had I had no idea what one was uh, when I got clean, and my my philosophy on organized religion was they were all wrong but they were all right in the same sense yeah um now higher power it, it it to me it changes it changes on a daily basis it could be this podcast it could be you know the people around me the meetings that I go to um my sponsor my friends um anything that is, is really loving and caring and wants the best for me yeah um and and to set aside my pride and ego and allow myself to be helped whether it's um you know financially whether it's counseling whether it's just needing a shoulder to cry on sometimes yeah um higher power without it i wouldn't be here um simple as that i would not
0: be sitting in this chair with you today wow and and see and that and that's the thing uh hey chris how's it going man chris riley appreciate you watching elliot i see you too I uh, can't see somebody else, but again, call somebody and tap them in because uh, this already I can tell that this is going to be a, this is going to be good. And the one reason I wanted to do this is because I do know some people that are still nowhere near you are on your journey, but they've been on your journey longer than you have. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I wanted to, uh, and they may not see this podcast, but somebody watching may tell them and, and, and show it to them or something like that because I know something good is going to come out of this. I have no I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to touch somebody with some of the stuff that we're going to talk about here. We're going to open some eyes, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted wanted to do this, and uh, because the resources that you talked about, a lot of people don't have them. Uh, and resources, and and sometimes it's due to something that they've done, you know, because you take the. You, it's hard, as you just said, about your pride. And you things like this. It's it's a lot of as we used to like to say in the hood, we them, them closet hitters. You know them cl- people who were in the closet. They were on drugs, and you, you know they you didn't know it until they finally started to show. But they don't have the wherewithal to to you know to swallow their pride and admit that I'm an addict. They don't have the will to or the wherewithal to say I need help. Because a lot of people say I can beat this on my own. And don't get me wrong, I know some. I know a couple of people again, I'm not going to disclose the name, that they never went to a rehab. They never went to a drug treatment. So they just quit. But it is so fragile to them going back to that. And I think, and I, wouldn't, and I didn't tell them, this, but this is just my thought, but them going back to that is such a thin line because you didn't work a program, because you didn't get into a support group. And all of them have said, almost verbatim, all it would take is one night with the people that I used to hang out with and I will be back get on drugs again. You see what I'm saying? Okay. You mm-hmm. still I mean I think because if you don't work a program, if you don't get into uh, give a support system or something like that, that's why that line will be so thin. You don't uh, you don't build. You see what I'm saying? You you, you don't build toward what it is that you want to be because you're so entrenched in what you are. And you don't see yourself out of that, but but you say, well, I I stopped cold turkey, but you got to live your life a certain way, and that's one thing I I I, I admire about you because you live your life in a freedom. You're not afraid of something that's going to turn you back to drugs because I think your will and your and your and your resolve keeps you from that. Am I wrong about that when I say that? Uh,
2: I mean it's it's completely due to like vigilance and continued effort. Um, I know for a fact that if I stop doing the things that got me clean, I'm headed right back right back to to that trap house or headed right back to that same place that got me where I was, you know, five, six years ago before I got clean.
1: Wow. So what do you think about the people who say, well, man, I stopped cold turkey, but do you feel a support system needs to be there? You know, depending on the person, I'm not, you know.
2: You know, I, I, I truly believe that, like, a support system of like whether it's friends coworkers family, like yeah, it's got to be there um okay. you- you can't just quit cold turkey and and I know some people who who have and they dibble dabble in this or that
1: okay gotcha. and they may
2: not they may not be full blown addiction where they're living on the streets, but the life they're leading is is not a spiritual
0: one about growth and and progress That's key that is key and that and and in I think they're living in somewhat of a denial, and I think it gets back to sort of what you said. They don't want nobody to know that they got a worker program. They don't want anybody to know that they need a support system in hand, and they tra- and the pride keeps them from doing that. But again, it keeps you on edge. You can really not be consider yourself, you know, headed in a positive direction. I don't. Th- I don't. I'm, and again, this is all speculative on my part because I've never been addicted to anything, okay, except raising brand. <laughs> I was addicted to raising brand silver. There you go. Kyle checking I mean. in. There you <laughs> What's going on, Kyle? Good man. Appreciate you watching. Uh, but I was addicted to raising brands. But anyway, uh, but what I'm I, mean, I said that to say uh um, the things that are put in place to help you use them 'em, I'm just saying they're there. You're not reinventing a wheel. And it was so like when me and Reggie were talking about a mental health uh, in our earlier podcast a couple years, well not a couple years ago, but a year, a year ago, and we said, if there's a pill that keeps you level and keeps you functioning as a you know a good you know, don't be ashamed to take it And you know because we'll say in and, 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 and crazy pills, that's what you say or, I'll give me my crazy pill, but then so you put that stigma on there, and you'd be like, mm, I don't want nobody to know I'm taking crazy pills. You say, oh, I'm not going to take them because these are these for crazy people." That type of thing. But uh, again, I, I just think it's sometimes that people are in denial. And again, uh reference back to like I said, I dated someone that was that was addicted to drugs. And and, and it's almost like that this is where the similarities with autism and that addiction come. They can't help themselves. Mm. Okay. As bad as they want to. They can't help themselves. And that, and when you spoke earlier, uh, Chris, I meant to hit on that. When you call it, and and society, most, for the most part, don't look at it as a disease; they look at it as a choice. You made a choice. You, know, you see what I'm saying? And that, and that, and that, and that, and that kind of bothers me. And I wonder is it why? Is it because I was in that relationship for that long? Because I really and truly wanted the person to get help, and I was doing everything that I could to. It. But at, at some point, uh, as one of the counselors told me, said uh, it's got to it's got to come from her. She has got to hit and rock bottom. That's another term that you'll hear a lot about rock bottom. And rock bottom is not the same place for everybody.
1: Okay,
0: it's got not. You. And because because we on the outside looking in, say, that would be enough for me. Yeah, for you it would, but you're not that person. So, and, and that's another thing too. That people always talk about. You know, they'll when they get tired they'll hit rock bottom. And and, and again, the one thing that I learned. You know, in that relationship, which was 20 years ago. Jesus, come got. But anyway, um, rock so what was your so? Not me to
1: cut you off. No, no, what was, was your? Where was your? Not necessarily rock bottom, but what was?
0: At what point? Did at
1: you point say, did you say, "Hey, look, I'm good. That's it. That's it for
0: me." y'all I got to do something. Right.
2: About this. So, so I've had a, a couple different bottoms. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, first one was like dropping out of college for for drug use. Um, another one. You know, I I got I got into some legal trouble, you know, to the point where I was I was looking at a lot of time. And you know, for many of us that's where it takes that I mean that's where it takes us. To prison. To prison or jail or or anything and I got the the we call it the uh, good old nudge from the judge.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, there you go.
0: No no before you I can I can't let you skate past that. What is the nudge from the judge? That ain't something I ever heard before. <laughs> so so so
2: it's a term we use the uh, the nudge from the judge is like when the judicial system steps in um based on like some of the crimes and stuff you've done and is yep. like hey man you need to get clean you need to Either go to this rehab, you need to do this accountability court um you need to do something the way you're living is, is it it's just gonna lead you down the road okay. um so that was initially like the nudge from the judge in like two thousand and fourteen kind of woke me up, but it didn't really really like wake me up to the sense that this this disease is really insidious um and and you know I did about eighteen months of treatment. Um, and IOP and you know my life my life wasn't great by any means but it had gotten better and I relapsed and it took a month and a half that's it a month and a half to burn my life back to down to square one wow and I had no I had nowhere to turn I had nowhere to go and at that point it was like all right you you need you need to go uh to a 12-step fellowship uh and that's that's where I went. And those are the people that invited me with open arms,
0: and, and said we can help you if you help yourself. do and and in those and in, in that twelve step program, is it is the the strength of it? Is it the fact that they don't judge, or well, are they or they? I just but because I hear and I hear it's a great program. <laughs> if you put the work in, it. it's it's like anything else. you're gonna get out of it what you put in it. So, uh, what what is what do you think the strength of the twelve step program is? Because I don't it, so. Uh, I I truly believe that like the
2: the strength of it is this share is this shared pain right We've all been through it. We've all like gone through the trenches and came out and we're on the other side. And you know the acceptance that we are addicts. Like if we put one in one one's you know never enough and a thousand's always too much. Like it it it's though it's those things that. Um, that shared pain and that shared like empathy um go. to 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 move
0: forward in life and get better and, uh, and that's the thing that uh that, that I always talked about people uh different between empathy and- sympathy uh because some people think you know you're looking so oh I feel sorry for that person, let me see if I can help them. But a person who has the empathy—they've actually been through it—which speaks to what you were saying about the, those shared experiences. Because I don't care what, I don't care who you are. Once you, if you, are, you can identify with somebody who's been through it, it mm-hmm. makes it a little bit easier for you to go through. Not that it won't be still be tough, because i still, I, 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 it's, I still think it's, it's, it's incredible what you do. Your, your, your journey every day is incredible to me. And, and, and like I say, uh, you're one of the people uh, that I pray for every morning. Uh, you know that you continue on journey because. Light like, believe it or not, well, I don't have to tell you this, but but somebody is watching you. You see what I'm saying? And they're saying, you know, I'm looking up to that guy. Because you're real transparent with your story. Mm-hmm. And there's and, 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 and there's no doubt in my mind, we got people that are walking around every day, even on our jobs, that are suffering. Well, I don't want to say suffering, but they're going through some stuff because it's so easy now. i will be pills on the thing now that you will get on. And mm-hmm. it's so easy to do them because if you go in for, say, like, outpatient surgery and they give you these pain pills, next thing you know, you're hooked on them. You see what I'm saying? And, and they become so much part of your life, but then you, you know, how did this happen? You know, yeah. and you don't want to admit that that happens. But uh, but they can draw strength from your story, which is another reason why I wanted for you to come on the podcast because there's somebody out there that's struggling. Uh, that, like I said, they may or may not see this podcast or somebody will tell them and maybe somebody will share it with them and then they can, they can draw some strength to it because uh one, one thing i do I, I do admire about you is, is is the intelligence in which you handle your your situation it's, it's sort of like a no nonsense and like i say when i see a man a young man such as yourself when you set a goal and then you meet that goal and it, and it makes me feel good when you share with when you succeeded in that goal which which less which because like i said you matter to me and I, when you share those with me, that, that just lets me know that that's more about real, the realness in you, the realness about the person that you are. There's a couple other people that are the same way, but again, like I said, I, never, I didn't talk to them about, uh, you know, what I was going to talk about in the podcast. I told them what it was going to be about, but if I use somebody's name, I'd like to say, well, I may mention your name on the podcast. Would that be okay? But since I didn't, I won't. Um, but, uh, and, and, and like I said, I know some, some, some people, and it's sad, to say, but they've been, on that road for 20 on this journey for 20 years mm-hmm. you
2: know I, I I truly believe that like um not only do do I want to share like my struggles with the people around me and the people that are and this is a testament to the to the program that I'm in um, you know I don't just share the struggles um, because I get you know I get tools and I get you know experience strength and hope from other people but I, I also share the success because the success of
0: it can also take me back. That is also a, that is very important part of it because if, if we could take it back to the church kind of a little bit, because one of the things that um, I was listening to somebody, they were having a, a live feed and they were talking about, you know, why the church is where it is now, uh, why it's not doing more in the communities like when we were growing up. And like I said, one of the fundamental, I think one of the fundamental uh, flaws that the church has today, I mean, I don't, whatever church you want to call it, but I'm just saying church in general, which, which all of them that I see, is that they don't understand that it's the sinner that has the soul, not the sin. And they concentrate so much on what you're doing wrong as opposed to trying to help you get to where you need to be doing right that they forget about that. Um... And so they'll look at knowledge and they'll look at you and say, "Well, that's a drug addict, well, that's an alcoholic, and that's what they'll identify you with, but mm-hmm. you shouldn't do that. You said, "There's a soul that's had a problem with alcohol. There's a soul that has a problem with drugs, but you don't. but the church doesn't look at you that way. I mean, you could even go in the, in the deep even into the, the, the homosexuality part of it. They don't see the fact that that's a soul. That has a problem with homosexuality. They can't separate the two. They concentrate so much. On, so they concentrate so much on the fact that that person is doing that. They, they that they lose the person. And I and I think you hit on it earlier, Chris, when we talked. When you talked about the love, loving people, loving people will always be an, an, an important ingredient when it comes to recovery or when it comes to getting over anything, mm-hmm. grief, recovery or anything. I think that's always that should always be at the forefront of what it is that you do for that person is love them and get them to understand that you love them, in my opinion so
2: yeah i think I, I think we lose fact or lose spotlight in the fact that um we're all human beings at the end of the day we're we're all human we have assets we have defects we have you know liabilities but at the same time you know we're all humans we make mistakes um sometimes it takes Years for to for us to learn from from mistakes yeah. and to move forward, okay. and sometimes it, it takes it takes one one second of like, all right, I'm not doing the right thing. Can I get some help? And at the, at the end of the day, we're we're all trying to like live this life and, and live in this world, and it would be very like selfish to think that I could live in this world without other people. Um, when I need when I need people in my life good and bad good examples and bad examples of of what to do and what not to do Um, and we're all on this road in this journey together um, and we're intermingled it's just it's one of those things that uh, you know at the end of the day we're we're all human and I think we lose sight of that um, in in today's society that you know at 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 you know, on on a deep level, like we all desire connection and love, and you know, it's 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 hard to it's hard to sit there and say like, hey, I, I I don't need you when when we do, we need each other.
0: But again, I think that I think it still comes down to the person's pride, and then oh, everybody's yeah. got pride. Everybody's got pride. My um, granddad has said it, it was uh, man ain't proud, he ain't worth knowing. But <laughs> but that, 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 that. <laughs> got you. but 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 what's going on, Pete? Good to see you, man. Hello, Miss Louise. Thank you for watching. Call somebody and tell them in. But but what I say about that is that uh, the the shame the people just see so much shame in asking for help. They see they see so much shame in the fact that I am addicted to a drug that I am that I do need help. They see the shame in that, and because they see the shame, in it, they can't see past that. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing about uh, when you're going through something. You know, uh, be it a problem, be it drugs or whatever, you uh, and it's easier said than done. I tell people this all the time. Uh, You got to see yourself past where you are if you want to get better. You got to see yourself past where you are if you think it's going to be something that if it's something that this is not what you want. You got to see yourself past where you are then, and see yourself doing what you're supposed to do and as opposed and doing what you want to do. And and again, I think that's that's not easy. It, it's not easy. I mean, because you know, to take it back, when uh, Xavier got the diagnosis with autism, um, I had to say, "Okay, let's go." So I dove, I, I delved in, and, and I just tried to find any and everything. If it had autism on it, I, I wanted to see it. If it had autism, I wanted to read it, because I knew then that I had to. Uh, the quality of life, my son would had was in it was in uh, me and his mom's hands. Okay. It was, it was in our hands and we could not just sit back and just pull up in the corner and say, whoa, is me. Why did this happen to me? Because that's wasting time. For me, that was wasting time. And I didn't know how much I said, I got it. We got it. I got, so I dealt. I dove in and, and, and I'm not an expert on autism. I tell people that, but I'm an expert when it comes to my son. And I, and I, that was one reason the reasons why I started the podcast because getting that diagnosis without a lot of resources, without a lot of information about it, it is scary. Okay. And, and and but but again you have to see yourself past where you are and see yourself where mm. you want to be and then you start working toward that and i think that's the same thing with you chris and like, again uh, and and people will say we i uh, i'm having a moment here just patting you on your back but i'm just i just don't i just want people to understand for me, how proud I am of you and of what you do every day and, and, and the responsibility that you take. And I've never heard you blame anybody for anything because one thing I do know people will blame so well. I wouldn't, if so-and-so hadn't gave it to them, I never would have done it. If so-and-so hadn't did it, I've never heard you blame anyone for your addiction, but and I've always, you've always taken responsibility for it. And and, and me, myself, I'm a little bit jealous of your discipline and how you are with your finances. Because I, if, I be, <laughs> if I could be that disciplined, uh, I said I, I, I would be able to go there. I'm disciplined to a degree. But, uh, but you're, that's another thing that, I mean, you'll sit down, I mean, you'll get it down to the penny. And you will stick with it. Yeah. And you will stick with it. And, and, that's, and, and, I, and that's just strength. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because a lot of people will use the addiction as a crutch. But that's not what you do, and and and, I, and again, I think that's incredible. But I, I just really do, and I, and I admire that.
2: You know, I think when it, when it comes down to to shame and guilt about what you did or what you're doing right now, um, the antidote to that is is honesty and open-mindedness. Wow. Uh, you're 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 honest about where you are, and if the people in your life, whether it be your family, your friends, your spouse, um, the people that support you, genuinely support you. Um, there will be no rejection, like when it comes down to the honesty. And I think the the fear of, you know, well, if I get honest with this person, they're gonna leave, or if I get honest honest with what I'm doing, people are gonna reject me. And, you know, sometimes I'm not as honest as I should be, and I get that. Um, but for for the most part, when when stuff is just really weighing on me. Um, the antidote to it is honesty, and and to get out of that pride and ego of saying like I can do it on my own, I don't need anybody's help. Um, that just it 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 takes strength, it takes character, it takes resolve, and you know at, at in my mind, like if 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 you get honest with with who you are, like you're going to be valued um, in 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 different. Senses in different periods of your life, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that's that really sparks my curiosity as a person. Is like, how how do we develop personally? Like, what what personal development am I gonna uh, try to get into today? And you know, when it when it comes down to like drug addiction or alcoholism or I mean, it could be anything. It could be scratch-off lottery tickets. <laughs> right, um, right. You know, um, all those things are are to me. It, it comes down from this real sense of like I'm not. I don't see myself as valuable, um, and and I want to change the way I feel.
0: And so, the, yeah, and and that's another thing too about self worth that that I think that's very important as well. Because if you don't know your self worth, you know you're yourself up for a lot of stuff. That you really don't want, and people will devalue you quicker than you will. So if you're devaluing yourself, they do this. They they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, now now when like I like I was shared earlier, I, I dated someone that had a drug problem for almost five years. How does that affect you relationship wise? When it comes to say a girlfriend, how I, how would you know? Do does that make you hesitant to? date does it make you like, you know what, I just really don't want to wanna to have to deal with nobody in this regard.
2: Well, you know, the the funny thing about like um dating in or out of recovery or dating somebody who who you know has, has an addiction of some sort. What's going on Mark? See you Pete. You 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 love these people, um you want the best for them, but they've got to want it themselves. And when it comes down to like self-worth and 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 stuff like that I had to get to a point in my addiction where it was just like the judge ain't the judge ain't going to force you to do this. Your mom ain't going to force you to do this. Yeah. Um your friends and family, you love them and you care for them, but it's not going to they're not going to be they're not going to be the the igniting factor that gets you clean. You got to want it for you. Um and it yeah. it comes down to that. You know, a lot of people lose their kids, a lot of people go to jail. Um and you know, at the end of the day, like you can't just do it for your kids, you can't just do it to appease the courts or your spouse. You got to do it for you. And in terms of like loving someone who has an addiction, yeah. you want to you want to see the best for them, but at the same time, like you got to you got to look out for number one too. And it's really hard to have that balance of of I love this person and I want the best for them, but I love myself as
0: well and I want the best for me. And that was uh where I was. And my thing was I uh knew that and I felt like in the heart of hearts that she wanted to be what I what I wanted her to be. She wanted to be that she wanted to be in the relationship. Uh she wanted everything that went on with the relationship, all the positive stuff, but then there was the drug addiction. And and you mm-hmm. want so much for that person to be well. You want so much for that person to be okay. But then, at some point, what you you yourself and you're not addicted to any drugs, so you really all things you can really have for them is sympathy because you don't know what it is that they're going through, uh, and it becomes so frustrating to you. But at some point, uh, a person will say, "Well, I think I'm, my self-respect is starting to get in the balance because I keep mm-hmm. going through this, and that's the one thing. Without my self-respect, I couldn't help her anyway. That then I just become hurt. Basically, I was, you know, I and mean, it's so all like when you tell people that, you know, like, you know, we like to say, "What well, when, when Xavier got autism?" Everybody in the house had autism because everybody joined the deal with what it, was right. going on, was dealing with. And it's almost like that when you're dealing with a person that has a drug problem or has an alcohol problem, it's almost like you got that problem too because you want so bad for them, for them, to, be for okay. them to be okay. Okay. And then at some point you'll realize again this is where your self respect will come in. You'll be like. Without my self-respect, I can't really do anything for her anyway. Because that's where I live. That's where I survive. That's how I keep doing whatever. Because you know, I got a sense of pride about my self-respect. You see, what? and then mm-hmm. you and then you wind up. You feel bad. I mean, I mean, and you have to come to a reality, and it's not a nice reality that you come to. Um, it's just that you are asking this person to be something that they posit that they can't.
1: So then, you could say the relationship ends not necessarily because of the drug addiction, but maybe because of the
0: personalities and absolutely. who you were. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. Right. absolutely, And and and, and again, it, it people don't want to see it as a disease mm. because you know you know in our community, Reggie, we'll say you know oh, crackhead, you know, and when you start calling them crackhead, you know you don't want to come around. You know, one day the hygiene is not what right. it's supposed to be. Or oh, you think they're going to steal something from you? Okay. We start yeah. seeing
1: it as a as a choice. Yeah, yeah. And then we can't relate when they say, system. "Well, you know that's a disease." You yeah. Say, what kind of like mental illness a- and a- all absolutely. that would be? Absolutely. They, they, well, you know it's a disease. Well, no, a- that's my crazy uncle. Yeah. You, you see you what, mean? what I'm we See didn't it, it? Yeah. 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 Oh, that, no, that that's that
0: old cracker. You just want <laughs> yeah. To got Okay. Trying to get Scotty to beam him up. That's all he thinks. Okay. Okay. He fooled me.
1: So until we started to understand that. Yeah. And that's why a lot of times in the court system now, they don't send you directly to well, jail to or whatever. Courses, now they send like you to the drug court, court or, like you said, the nerd from the judge. Yeah. Well, we're not going to do all this because we see what this is.
0: Well, the, here's the thing. They're not violent people. I mean, they didn't kill anybody. They didn't break in a story or, or anything. The, the crime that they committed was probably petty you know, mm. you stole some diapers and sold them. Or, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. or you see what I'm saying? Right. It's not like they went in, and I'm not saying that they don't, but I'm just saying the one that I, it's not like they went in with a 45 and said, empty your cash register, I got to give me some crap. Okay. They didn't do that, but you see what I'm saying? Okay, right. But I think, again, that's that's something, and, and you caught the nudge from a judge, and a, and a judge can probably look at a record and say, you know, that's a bunch of petty stuff. He just really, because one thing I've always said if you could just take, it, and that was the one thing that kept me in the relationship for as long as it did. If you could take the drug away from her, that would be one of the best people you ever met. Because when she wasn't on the drugs, everything was great. And I'm talking about uh, before she fully got into it. Uh, the first, uh, first say six, seven months when she was clean, right? Everything was great. I mean, the house was clean, food was uh, cooked. Um, everything was everything. But then you started to see slips. You see what I'm saying? And then, again, you know, you deal with stuff that you really shouldn't have to deal with. And then someone uh, told me one time, they was like, Sam, your name comes up in some of the strangest places. <laughs> I would never think you would. Now, did you, know but they that were, was, huh?
1: did you know they had a drug problem before you met them? Or? Yeah. But, oh, well, you he, did? Yeah, okay. but here okay. was,
0: he was a thing. They had been clean, I want to say like eight months.
1: When you met her, When
0: I met I Had been clean for eight months. But you
1: knew they had a situation yeah. prior. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she had been clean eight months.
0: Yeah. Okay. And and, and the thing, what, what was said was that I just need somebody to believe in me. And I know how important that is. And
1: then you said, I'm the, I'm yeah. the man, and, and I'm a, the guy. And again,
0: I was in a different place, too. Uh, my mom had just passed. Okay. And I was trying to find myself, you know, because I, I was just, you know... And a lot of times, something when something tragic oh, like that happens, okay, it'll okay. turn you into a drug. But I never use drugs, and I never drink. So, drugs, but then y'all
1: came together because of where you were, well, yeah, and, and where see, she was, yeah.
0: Because for whatever reason, that to that would take my mind off of it because I was doing a lot of grieving at the time. Okay, but for whatever reason, I mean, she has such a personality that you know, and it and it got and it will get away, and it will make you forget about her, and it. Would, wow. You know, and and she had no idea that she would, that she provided that for me, which is why I was like. You know,
1: and then what? sometimes when you're going through that, somebody may tell you, well, you know, she's got a drug. Oh, absolutely. But then with what that. you're going through, you may say, well, she understands me because yeah. of the struggle, yeah, because exactly of the grieving I'm, process yeah. you were dealing yeah. with. Okay. And see,
0: yeah. I was one. Of, I was one of them guys. Well, I still am one of them guys that I always keep my own counsel. Anyway, I don't talk to anybody about what it is that's going on with me, and I never even told her that this is what was going on. Okay. She was just down. And, and that's why I say, when I was asked, that's why I asked you about the, uh, when you in the relationship. Uh, she was transparent about it. She told me about it, about, about all the horror stories, all mm. of that. But, you know, at that point, of where I was in my life, you know, with my head where it was, and, you know.
2: You know, we, we have a term for that. Um, when, you know, when people are in treatment mm-hmm. and, and they're dating, um, we call it trauma bond, trauma bonding. Right? Trauma bonding. Oh no, that's good. Okay,
0: okay. Okay. So, so That is good. One. Let me go trauma with trauma so, that. Trauma so, bonding. You know what? There you go. Okay. Exactly what was going on. So,
2: like the trauma bonding thing, it's like we have this, sh- this sh- same experience, and we're both trying to um, whether whether it's drugs or or not, like mm. getting clean. You're just trying to find that outlet, that way to to feel better again, exactly. right in the moment, and those there i see you see a lot of people come in and out of treatment and you know they're dating they're not dating they're not focusing on themselves um Mm. and the and the the whole trauma bonding it's like we have this shared experience and we're both like hurting painfully inside yeah and it's like the relief of the relationship allows me not to focus on myself we got and Jamie and checking in. Just,
1: Jamie Jamie Harris is checking in.
0: What's going on, Jamie? Carlos, I see you. <laughs> yes, sir. Good man. I call somebody, let them check me in. This is a great show. I, I really like what this, what this is going on a lot of information Trauma bonding. Sharing. Okay. Trauma okay. bonding. I never so I'm heard going of that, through
1: something. You're going through something. We
0: connect together. And yep. it's trauma. The trauma becomes the trauma becomes the, the tidy binds.
2: Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, wow, that's <laughs> yeah, it it, it, okay. it does. It's 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 Kind of one of those things that you never think about, right? right? Right. Like you, you lost your mom. She, she was on on some shit. Um, you know those things, like they 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 bring us together. That shared trauma in our lives, and we forget that we need to work on ourselves to move to move forward. We forget, like, hey, I'm grieving. I need my time. Or, hey, you know, I'm I'm back on drugs again. I need to focus on myself again. Those things can can, uh, to me, those are like part of the whole life on life's terms. Like we're yeah. we're not dealing with them properly, and like whether it's counseling or whether it's you know twelve step fellowship or friendships or mm. or you know the people that care about you, um, if you're not sharing openly about like where you're at and what's bothering you, we I think especially me like I like to repress that that down and like just shut down. I don't want to tell people, Hey man, like your behavior is really bothering me or it's causing me pain. Um, or like, Hey, and and to recognize that maybe I'm doing that to somebody else. Like maybe I'm causing other people pain. And, and those, those things are all like great. They're trauma bonding to me. Like it, it brings out this, this side of us that's like, Carnal in nature, nature, right? Like mm-hmm. this, this old school hunter gatherer kind of like, we just want to be together, and you f- you forget that we all have like these parts that we need to work on. So but, the
1: so the guy the woman who comes out of the divorce or the bad relationship goes right back into another one. Mm-hmm. Without finding but, find the, they, but they haven't found I, have I The, the, one, it the thing they just came out of, and Sam told me this one time, you. You don't... It keeps you from getting back to where you need to get to. Exactly. To correct that problem, right? Yeah, and the problem, yeah.
0: bond, and in, 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 in my case, it turned out to be toxic. Yeah. Oh, it you see what I'm saying? And we had Aaron but, yeah. checking
1: in with us. Who's that? Aaron. 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 Yeah. Aaron, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Baines? Yeah. Bain? Uh, Brimer. You know, for the job. I, Aaron. Why do I call him Baines? I don't know. <laughs> hey, Aaron, appreciate Dude. you watching, man. Yes,
1: sir, brother. But, yeah.
0: But yeah, it, it's... And we were opposite as night and day, because again, I'm never. I'm a guy. I was a guy that never did any drugs. Don't get me wrong. I I, I went out to clubs. I did okay, okay. all of it, but would drink, nope, smoke, nope, none of that. I was just there for the girls. Right. <laughs> that was that was and and, and and so for me to be with somebody who was in drug was a drug. It was just and that old cliche, opposites attract. Right. I mean, it did. I mean. Because she could understand why I never did <laughs> but like Chris <laughs>
1: said, you found someone who could said, "Well, look, I don't been through all this, and you were just going through what like you said, you were yeah, man my mind, was, my mom was, my
0: mind was, my mind was everything yeah, I yeah. yeah, I lost my mom because it, like I said, it happened all of a sudden, you know you it didn't happen from a terminal illness, you know, right, I spoke to her that morning, went somewhere, and come back she did that type of thing, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It I wasn't. think, from and like, she was forty-seven too. She was young, Red, so she was not. Okay. And, and I and I think about my own mortality now I'm fifty-nine. Oh, I'll be fifty-nine in a couple of months. So I'll be. And sometimes, you know, that comes into your psyche too.
2: I think re- realistically, like we're we're all looking for that sense of like that sense of hope and faith of like no matter what we're going through, mm. like things will be better. And sometimes, like in that moment when we're all up in our emotions. We make, we make bad choices. Like whether it's dating somebody or going out, like, you know, in, in my life, the way that it's worked, like sometimes I just got to sit in that discomfort, man. Sometimes like I've got to sit in that pain and, and through sitting in that pain, like I find the answer. I find the answer of how I'm going to move forward or what I need to do. Um, and Maybe, maybe that's the answer for some people, and some people yeah. it's not. Some people, it's outside elements, whether it's, whether it's you know drugs or alcohol. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the, the higher power and faith come in, um, because I know the way that things have worked for me is the second that I'm going through something,, yeah. I can share it with somebody, I can get the answers, and I can move
0: forward. Okay. And see, and in that regard, it, it helps that person. That's what I'm saying. They draw strength from that when that happens like that. Casey, what's up, dude?
1: Yes, Casey. That's Checking check by Chris. Yeah, and Tammy. All right, Tammy Rose. Tammy Rose. <laughs> yes, sir. Tammy, how you doing? How's everything in
0: Jacksonville? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. But uh, when, when you talk the the addiction thing. Uh, Getting back to, to what we were talking about, we're getting people to see it as a disease as, rather, as opposed to a choice. I don't think that, that those are two different train of thoughts. You oh, see what I'm are. saying? And, and 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 most of the world look at it as, well, you just chose to do some drugs. You know, they really don't, I don't know if they don't understand the circumstances or why you took the drug or understand the circumstances or why, you, you know, you wanted to find yourself needing, needing for that needing that drug. And I think that was huge when people started to realize that it is a disease. Uh, and they said, "Well, why is why aren't everybody on drugs?" I said, "Well, it's like any disease. You can say like heart disease. You no, know, my my. You can say, well, my granddad uh, had a heart problem, and I inherited, or my parents had heart disease. I, what they what they what you inherited from them was not the disease. What you inherited from them was the gene." Mm. that causes the disease and if you keep doing if you do what they did then that gene's going to be activated I think and I could be wrong you know, I'm not a scientist I don't know anything but a lot of my you know, my reason is logic and so that could happen to anybody whatever happens to this person doing drugs is going to happen to the next person that does that same drug but if they don't never do that you see what I'm saying okay. Then, then you don't activate it does that make sense okay makes sense
1: yeah. I mean it's, but like you say, at a different time it was, well that was a choice.
0: And that, and yeah, and that was the and it, and, right. and that I still think that dominates the mindset because, um, the, the lack of resources that are there for people. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Okay. You but know, then I, On the on the flip side of that, you know, some people again they got their pride; they don't want to, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't need no help. Well, in denial, I'm not on no drugs. You know that type of
2: thing. So. You know the the two differenti, differentiating thought patterns between this is a disease and this is a choice. Yeah. Um. In in my mind, you know, it, saying it's a disease means it needs to be treated, right? Okay. So it needs to be treated with something. Saying it's a choice. Um. You know, I I, I made the choice this morning. and I woke up. I chose not to use. Okay. Right now, guy. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen a week from now, um, but once once somebody is halfway level headed, and I would say this happens about you know six months, eight months into being clean. Yeah. From then on out, um, it's it's a choice. If I put one drug in in, in my body, um, guess what? I know where it's going to lead me. You know, today it may be you know uh, one beer. Next week it may be a twelve pack. Six months from now, it could be an eight ball or something that I shouldn't be doing,
0: so it'll progress if you're uh, the
2: the disease of addiction is completely progressive um so that that choice to 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 do it once will lead to to the things that you were doing back then and I think we say uh we say some 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 different like really cool um sayings, and you know one of them is like where I left off. Yeah, Like, with my disease, when I got clean, that bad boy's waiting on me the second that I hit it again. The second that I put another one in me, I'll be exactly where I left off. Which, in my mm-hmm. mind, where I left off, rock bottom, no place to go, no house, no job, no girl, um, no money in the bank. Like, I was pawning a TV just to get money for cigarettes. Wow. Like, um Like, those, those things were, like... All that stuff is waiting on me. That misery is still there if I, if I want it. It's optional. It's, it's going to be there. That same life is still
0: there if I choose not to do the right thing. And the thing of that is um, you would think, and again, this is somebody who's never been addicted to, to drugs and things like that, and, and they're thinking, not my thinking, but in their thinking, they were like, well, that should be a deterrent for you. You shouldn't ever want to go back to what you were doing. And that's when, they, that's when they don't understand the difference between a choice and a disease. Because if you haven't treated that disease, you know it's just like a cold that turns into the flu, or and the flu turns into pneumonia. It's you got to treat it. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's got to be treated, and that's why I say uh, the perspective of seeing it as a disease you know, with society. It's, I, I think they're coming around slowly, mm. but I don't think they near what they need to be when it comes to, when they, you look at people with alcohol and, and, and drug abuse and recovery and, and, and things of that nature. But like I said, the transparency, and then I'll say this in, uh, trans, there's strength in transparency. And that's why I say, you know, Chris, when you shared your story, um, uh, and then, like I said, without seeing your name, sometimes when I talk, because like I said, I know people that are still addicted to drugs and I'm, I still love them. I still, you know, try to do what I can for them. And And some of the one of the reasons I can offer them hope is because I see your journey, you know. And one of the reasons I can offer them hope is because I see a friend of mine that I can t- tell him is I don't think he would mind is I see Keith Lackey's journey. You see what I'm saying? I mean, Rich, I think you and I talked about this one time when Keith first come to work there and to see him where he is now, you can't help but say, look at my God. You absolutely cannot help but say, look at my God. And he will tell you that, that believing in the higher power is, is one of the pillars that he built his recovery on. Um, and and those are point of references that I use when I talk to people. You know, it can be done. It's possible. It's not impossible. You know, and you get to, and you tell people that. And see, which leads, you say on the segue to the thing about the suicide rate. Uh, which was, was something that we were going to touch on too, but I wanted to talk about it. Because we, because in about five minutes we're going to get ready to say goodbye to our anchor audience, but we'll still be going on on, say, on Facebook Live. Um, the suicide rate, uh, because people start feeling unloved at this time of the year, for, for you know because I guess because it's heightened because of the holidays, you know, and you'll see somebody share something on Facebook, you know, it'll be a post about suicide, and of course it'll have a suicide number at the bottom of it. Uh, Normally I would sc- I scroll by those posts, but I share those posts. Because okay. suicide. Okay. And you and you and Reggie, you can attest to this. You know, there was a time uh when they would say, Yo, black people don't kill themselves. That was a flat out lie. Now. No. <laughs> no. now because and again uh, it was one of our earlier shows where we talked about it and it's it's the teenage boys who are killing themselves in the African American community now because of the pressures.
1: And also it's compounded by the COVID-19 situation. So now you're doubling that because they're telling you, well, don't go see your family. Don't go over here. Don't go do this.
0: You want to spend a lot of time by yourself. Right. And
1: as Mm -hmm. you said, like those that needed to go to their meetings or go to recovery meetings, they can't go now because they're not having them. They're having them for virtual or whatever. How did did that
0: affect you? How did that affect you? And for a lot of people, they still needed that personal. Yeah. So So
2: I will say like in, in the fellowship that I'm in, um, you know, a lot of people, like, were excited about Zoom and, like, going to on these online meetings because <laughs> mm-hmm. it means you didn't have to leave the house, right? You really right. didn't have to put yeah, in that much effort. You get whatever. lazy is what you do. Um, but uh, at, at the end of it, like, especially now, like, eight, nine months into it, ten yeah. months, whatever it mm-hmm. is, um, you know, people are, like, like straining for that connection, right. that that, right. that intimacy of being in a, in a meeting with other people. And, like, if you're sitting next to someone, no matter what they're sharing, you can feel them. You feel that presence of whether or not they're doing good, whether or not they're struggling. Um, it. And you lose it. that intimacy when you're online. Yes. And, and a yes. lot of people have shared that with me. Um, you know, they lose that intimacy, that 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 connection. But, I mean, I think it's one mm-hmm. of those things that, like, while online is a great resource and it's awesome, and it's, like, pushing us into the new new age of technology, um, at the same time, we we lose that a little bit.
0: Yeah, Rick, Rick Springfield, I, and, I'm, and I know I'm telling my age, Rick, Rick Springfield had a song called The Human Touch. We all need the human yeah, touch. That was yeah. the chorus in the song. But you're absolutely right, because sometimes, you know, you'd be wanting to talk to somebody, and even with Duo and Zoom and, mm-hmm. and, and, and whatever, it's still not that you know you need to feel that person's essence is that is that the right word essence yeah of that person? well it's like at to say
1: yeah, yeah, okay. like AT&T used to say years ago it's the next best thing <laughs> to be in
0: there well right? I don't know if this <laughs> is a next best thing it's just better, it be. than yes. <laughs> better than nothing better than nothing yeah there you go <laughs> more like better than yeah. nothing yeah that's it that's listen it. we got like again like I said we get ready to say goodbye to our anchor audience how much more we got for the anchor audience two minutes we got two minutes for our anchor audience but, uh, is it anybody else that you wanted to shout out to? Because we like I said, we're gonna lose anchor, so They only give us an hour, but we're gonna continue on Facebook Live. Chris, was there anybody you wanted to shout out to? Um, no. the
2: the The one thing that I always try to say when when I'm sharing anything with people um, is if if you're struggling, man, if you're hurting deep inside, if, if whether it's addiction, what whether it's your relationship, um, your position in in life, if life hits you. You know, reach out. I think that's the, the hardest thing that people don't understand. Like, there are people who have been through what you've been through and, mm-hmm. and can help you make it out of it. And, you know, we forget that that, that pride and ego yeah. says we don't need it. We don't need other people. We don't need the help. And by nobody's no, nobody in this world is going to know you're
0: hurting unless you say something. Absolutely. Right. Which, is, which is one of the drawbacks that uh, – that I that I that I run into on myself sometimes. Well, like I said, I, I'm a guy that pretty much keeps his own counsel, but and people will never know that some of the stuff that um, that does bother me because that's the way I that I've always been that way. But uh, Reggie said something to me one day: you need to let people know what's going on with you because I'm a I'm a, I'm a deep prayer person, and I like I said, I pray. I got a list of people that I pray for every day. I want to
1: shout out to Caitlin Elizabeth.
0: Who is Caitlin Elizabeth? Oh, Chris right. is Chris. That's my <laughs> friend <laughs> from Boston. Caitlin, um, how's it going? Thanks for watching. Uh, share, like, share, subscribe. And another thing, hit that notification bell when y'all go to the YouTube channel. Right. So that way when we post up some uh new videos, you'll you'll know, you'll be in the know right away. We're trying to build up that YouTube channel as well. So again, you can see this on Anchor, uh, which we will post later, but we're going to continue on Facebook live. But again, Caitlin, thank you for listening. and is that uh, Charlotte Stroud? Who is that? That Charlene Stroud, thank you for watching as well.